This is a Maybe You Like It production. To find more productions, including podcasts, radio plays, and stage plays, visit www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Hi everyone, Caleb here. This week we do not have a new episode of the podcast for you because we have just released our radio play Press Cuttings by George Bernard Shaw. Instead, this week we'll be bringing you the first five minutes of our radio play to give you a little taster uh, before you can hop onto our other stream, Maybe You Like It Presents, to listen to the whole thing. It's an hour long, it's a lot of fun, and it's some really excellent satire of anti-suffragettes. Next week we will be back with a regular scheduled podcast starting with an episode on A Quiet Place with Cav Crossley, who does our theme tune. It's a really fun episode, and I'm really excited to share it with you next week. But for now, here is five minutes of press cuttings, and you can go to maybeyoulikeit.co.uk slash press cuttings to listen to the whole radio play once you're done here. That's all in the show notes below as well. Welcome back to Historical Recordings for Historians Reporting. I'm Professor John Eltis, your reporting historian. During the early 20th century, at the height of the suffragette movement in Britain, almost every phone in a government or military office was being tapped and recorded by the suffragettes. One such recording has survived, and that is what we bring you on the podcast this week. This is a recording from the office of General Michener in the War Office in London on April 1st, 1911 and it shows a major turning point in the suffragette campaign. Westminster is overrun with suffragettes, and even with compulsory military service, they cannot be contained. Conscription also means that men in the army do not have the right to vote either, which they are not best pleased about. As such, the government's faith in military methods is waning. In this exceedingly candid recording, we hear General Michener at his most vulnerable as he tries to restore peace and tranquility to a chaotic Britain. We bring you now another historical recording reported by me, a historian. And tune in next week for a truly unexpected recording from the Tudor court of Queen Elizabeth I. I leave you now in the office of General Michener. Make sure to wear headphones for a 3D stereoscopic experience. Enjoy, and keep recording history. Oh, it's only you. Well? Another one, sir. She's chained herself. Chained herself? How? To what? We've taken away the railings and everything that a chain can be passed through. We forgot the door scraper, sir. She laid down on the flags and got the chain through before she started hollering. She's lying there now and she says that you've got the key of the padlock and a letter in a buff envelope. And that you'll see her when you open it. She's mad. Have the scraper dug up and let her go home with it hanging round her neck. There's a buff envelope there, sir. You're all afraid of these women. It does seem to have a key in it. Dear Mitch... Well, I'm dashed. Yes, sir. What do you mean, yes, sir? Well, you said you was dashed, sir, and you did look, if you'll excuse my saying it, sir, well, you looked it. This is a letter from the Prime Minister asking me to release the woman with this key if she padlocks herself and to have her shown up to see her at once. Well, don't do it, Governor. 
How often have I ordered you not to address me as governor? Remember that you are a soldier, and not a vulgar civilian. Remember also that when a man enters the army, he leaves fear behind him. Here's the key. Unlock her and show her up. Me unlock her? I dursn't. Lord knows what she'd do to me. Obey your orders instantly, sir. And don't presume to argue. Even if she kills you, it is your duty to die for your country. Right. About face. Much. Votes for women. Votes for women. Votes for children. Votes for babies. Votes for monkeys. <laughs> In you go. Uh, the person, sir. Madam. 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 Madam, stop. What are you doing? You must not undress in my presence, I protest. Not even your letter from the Prime Minister. In our... My dear Michener, I am the Prime Minister. Good heavens, Bolsquith! Yes, it is indeed Bolsquith. It has come to this, that the only way that the Prime Minister of England can get from Downing Street to the War Office is by assuming this disguise, shrieking votes for women, and chaining himself to your door scraper. They were at the corner in force. They cheered me. Bella Christina herself was there. She shook my hand and told me to say I was a vegetarian, as the diet was better in Holloway for vegetarians. Why didn't you telephone? They tap the telephone. Every switchboard in London is in their hands or in those of their young men. Where on earth did you get that dress? I stole it from a little exhibition got up by my wife in Downing Street. You don't mean to say it's a French dress? Great heavens, no. My wife isn't allowed even to put on her gloves with French chalk. Everything labelled made in Camberwell. She advised me to come to you. And what I have to say must be said here to you personally, in the most intimate confidence, with the most urgent persuasion. Michener. Sandstone has resigned. Old Red resigned? Resigned. But how? Uh, by telegram, of course. Why? Uh, because we want... Uh, uh, impossible! The proclamation of martial law last Tuesday made Sandstone virtually dictator in the metropolis. And to resign now is flat desertion. Yes, yes, my dear Michener. I know all that as well as you do. I argued with him until I was black in the face and he was so red about the neck that if I had gone on he would have burst. He is furious because we have abandoned his plan. But you accepted it unconditionally. Yes, before we knew what it was. It was unworkable, you know. I don't know. Why is it unworkable? I mean, the part about drawing a cordon around Westminster at a distance of two miles and turning all women out of it. A masterpiece of strategy. Huh. Let me explain. The suffragettes are a very small body but they are numerous enough to be troublesome, even dangerous, when they are all concentrated in one place, say, in Parliament Square. But by making a two-mile radius and pushing them beyond it, you scatter their attack over a circular line twelve miles long. A superb piece of tactics, just what Wellington would have done. But the women won't go. Nonsense. They must go. They won't. What does Sandstone say? He says shoot them down. Of course. You're not serious. No, perfectly serious. But you can't shoot them down. Women, you know. Yes, you can. Strange as it may seem to you as a civilian, Borsquith, if you point a rifle at a woman and fire it, she will drop exactly as a man drops. So there you are. That's the first five minutes of our radio play Press Cuttings by George Bernard Shaw. 
I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you go to our other stream Maybe You Like It Presents wherever you get your podcasts to listen to the full hour-long radio play and join us again next week for another episode of the podcast until then uh, maybe you like that maybe you don't that was a maybe you like it production maybe you liked it maybe you didn't